BFM's Merdeka Special is presented by Masing. everyone. You are listening to Skip Intro. I'm Lee Chui Lin. In the studio with me today, we have Ian McNally as well as Bahi Yusuf and our very special guest, former Deputy General of the National Film Development Corporation or FINAS, Datuk Kamil Othman. Kamil, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, so, as uh, everyone may or may not be aware, it is of course Medeka Eve um, and in line with that, we wanted to take a look at really what's going on in uh, our national film landscape at the moment, which is why Kamil's joining us. And with that in mind, since we have such a large umbrella topic that we're trying to cover. Uh, let's start with trying to kind of tackle that, I guess. Um, Kamil, if you were writing a report card, I, I suppose, for our film industry at this point in time, um, how are we doing? How would you assess it, you know, looking at the industry at large? I would say that the, uh, for the film industry, the icing on the cake is already there mm-hmm. and very yummy. And all it needs now is for the cake below it <laughs> to get uh, yummy as well. Yeah. Uh, so, well, in short, actually, things are moving up. They are moving, um, except that um, we are still uh, having challenges in terms of the uh, old problems that we used to have. I mean, we're not talking about new problems here. The new problems that we have heard so far mm-hmm. are only about the delivery, the marketing side of things. But the fundamental problem that we've been having for the last 30, 40 years have uh, always been there. Mm. And those are the ones that I think are the most challenging and the most difficult to address. Why Why do you think that is? I mean, you, like you said, it's been about 30, 40 years. Is it just a, a mindset thing? Is it a, an entrenchment of, of, of people thing? Is it just a, oh, it's just the way it's being done? Well, yeah, I mean, I can't be too academic about it and neither do I have the right or wrong answer. I mean, I'm just speaking as an ordinary ticket buyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, no matter how much anyone, you know, how many times people complain about, you know, you talk too much about films, I say, yeah, but I buy the tickets. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have the right as a member of the audience. Absolutely. So, uh, this is what I feel. Uh, I feel that um, when the whole industry sort of began, and here we have to bring in, inevitably, Jalan Ampas, Singapore, they were operating under a studio system, yeah. mm-hmm. meaning it was still run as a business proper. And business proper simply means here yeah, they've got to come up with stories that are, you know, to sell. Yeah, that sell. And later, when uh, we started to become independent in with commerce, or when Singapore, uh, you know, got separated from Malaysia, and we tried to build our own homegrown industry here, uh, this is where a room was given to an independent way of approaching the industry. Mm. So the stories were still there, but mm. if you notice, uh, even P. Ramli himself, the films that he made here in Malaysia mm-hmm. after the separation, yeah. it's not quite as, uh, you know, on the same level as uh, he was doing in Singapore. So yeah. again, uh, no right or wrong answers. Was it because in under a studio environment, you are shepherded. involved, yeah, yeah. shepherded, or you, had, yeah. you mix around with um, fellow creative people, mm. and then your creative mm. uh, spark, your creative impulse keeps on, you know, yeah. renewing itself daily basis? Yeah, because at the time, Piramli was working with a lot of directors from India as yeah, well, right. right? So it's yes. not just the idea of a local 
local Correct. thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so there was an international even, flavor to it. You are absolutely right because even from that time, it's recognized that this industry is not is never a standalone. Mm. I mean, you know, even the Malay film industry, the first film were actually uh, remakes mm. of films that were mm. really successful in uh, in Tamil Nadu. Right. Yeah. Right, they were right. the Chennai yeah, and Hyderabad yeah, yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So even from that time, I mean, there's no argument who's the director and all that. Yeah. So that's why when issues like, oh, it's a Malay language film, but it's directed by a non-Malay, mm-hmm. which actually cropped up as an issue. Mm-hmm. And for vets like me, you know, I say, well, what's the problem? Yeah. It has always been there because cinema, like you said earlier, is always about that, um, that mix, yeah. Yeah, that exposure. Um, when Shaw Brothers was around, I mean, even uh, Tan Sri Jin Sam Sudin had a yeah. film called Jeffrey Zinn, and uh, part of the location was in Hong Kong. I mean, already showing how, you know, broad yeah. and how universal things yeah. can be. Um, so coming back to that little trap that I was referring to, yeah. uh, it seems to me like um, for the last 30 years, we still haven't been able to articulate ordinary things into extraordinary things, <laughs> for part <laughs> of a better word. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, could we do something like parasites? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. Yeah, I think I yeah, think that's and, a uh, that's a yeah that's an interesting point, right? Because we were met, we were talking about it off of my earlier and about how there's this idea that there are simpler stories to tell. Parasite's yes. an amazing film by Bong yes. Joon Ho, and right. it doesn't include or require over graphics. Doesn't require massive budget other mm-hmm. than for good yes. actors and good crews, right? Mm-hmm. And and we try to bring back the idea that since we like drama here, mm-hmm. uh, why don't we do things like uh, what Britain used to do? as part of their new wave uh, mm. thing in the ni- early 1960s. The kitchen sink drama. Yeah. The situation that we are facing here is the same as what Britain was facing in the 60s and a lot mm. of other countries as well. Right. They were making the same old, same old, same old until something comes along. Now, what was that something you know new mm. that comes along? The story suddenly begins to focus on uh, what, in my terminology, um, the things that we are obsessed with mm-hmm. becomes the background Mm. to things that they focus in the foreground. Right. Yeah. So, example, if you want to make a film about May 13, forget about May 13 as an incident. Yeah. yeah. Try to find little stories... Of the people. Of the people. Yeah. yeah. With May 13 as the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. you will not be politically sensitive. Mm. Uh, then you'll be able to cover things. Okay, what, what happens when, uh, let's say... Uh, you know, I think Yasmin was trying to do that. Uh, mm. Let's say a Chinese uh, guy yes. falling in love with a Malay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, girl, or you know, you can put in an yeah. Indian or Tamil or whoever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the background is the, the riots. The, the period, right? Yeah. Because the basic message is there: the ordinary people, the average Malaysian, do not want these things. Yeah. Mm. Mm. They just want to carry on with their lives. You know, everybody just wants to, you know, go on a nice day-to-day kind of thing. Uh, but when it happens, uh, it's not really that general feeling. And in that way, you can also highlight some of the reaction towards it. Like mm. I've, I've always maintained that uh, we would like to sensationalize, bring in, you know, issues like uh, even Rose Chan. Mm. Rose Chan. Yeah, yeah. To me, Rose Chan is not so much about Rose Chan, the stripper. It's about the Kuala Lumpur that was evolving at that time. Yeah. Mm. She mm. was set amidst a background of a yeah. KL that was changing. Yeah. Now, of course, after having said all that, I mean, it would be in a position to write on it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's yeah. where I could possibly just hint at the fact that we are still very weak with the way we are telling our stories. Mm. So that comes back to we still have the problem writing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Making it's, it's, there's also that, that thing about how 
technically Malaysian filmmakers are, are there, right? Yes, well, technically, we're there. I can think of at least two or three um, um, post-production houses who can do really spot-on graphics, Certainly. really great CG work. But Certainly. there's a storytelling element that we're not quite up to par with. That's right. I wouldn't say the best of them, but even just go as far as uh, a couple of years ago, Singapore had a great uh, film come out called um, The One About the Hangman. Oh, The Apprentice. The, the Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah. Great film. Yes. And the story was there. Again, right. not nothing budget and, heavy. Right. Yeah. They had a Malaysian actor location. as well. They had a Malaysian actor. <laughs> yeah. mul- just minimal locations. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the ending of that movie annoyed me no end. Oh, you shut your mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean... Well, I, I, just, I loved everything up to that point. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I was thinking, you know, um, listening to you speak, Camille, about this issue about whether or not we are also too locked into the category of a Malaysian movie and, and what that has to mean, you know, mm. because mm-hmm. there is this idea that, of course, if you have someone who just wants to tell a story, you know, whatever that story may be, wherever it is grounded, whoever is involved in it, mm-hmm. the story is central. But um, it seems to me, at least as a casual observer mm-hmm. of where we're at, that there is often this pressure um, among Malaysian artists, whether we're talking about writers or uh, filmmakers or, you know, just anybody working in that field, to have to create a Malaysian story, which means we must tell this story of a multiracial nation. We must tell the story mm-hmm. of, you know, certain aspects of our politics. And I wonder whether that that pressure of the Malaysian film kind of enters and interferes with the ability to make a good film in general. Mm. Well, very good question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the professionals asking. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not claiming to know the right answers anyway. I mean, if there are any academics listening here, you know, film <laughs> lecturers and all that, they'll probably throw their, you know, their ice cream cones at me. But um, the thing is this. I believe that when a Malaysian artist, whether painter, filmmaker, dancer, musician, Whatever they do, the output has an element of Malaysia in it. You can't run away from it. This is why I have always, during the time when I was at FINAS, Mm. for instance, trying to encourage this. There was a reason why I wanted a local version of a novel published in Vietnam Mm. or France or China. You know, like uh, if you make a Malaysian version of Madame Bovary, for instance it would sell in France because the French would be interested to see, hey, how did these guys mm. yeah. uh, interpret a, mm. they are Flaubert, right? Yeah. They are most uh, well-known author. So um, when, when you do that, that's when you start putting in Malaysiana inside the international or a foreign context because that is your training ground. Yeah. Mm. Because that will show you that if you are, let's say, well, for argument's sake, uh, we are putting in uh, let's say the Malaysian version of a Clockwork Orange. Mm. <laughs> How much Malaysian that could be inserted yeah. in there, yeah. without making it look like it's a direct duplicate of what yeah. you know what uh, Kubrick did yeah. for yeah. the original film. Yeah, I mean a perfect so, example of that would be you know West Side Story as a as an interpretation of Romeo and Juliet, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was thinking Baz Luhrmann as yeah. well. <laughs> sure. And again, uh, I mean, we were encouraging at that time. How about novels? Mm. There are hundreds of Malaysian novels already written. Why is it that everybody is still obsessed with original mm. <laughs> story? Mm. So maybe for the first phase, let's take some of the classics. Yeah. Uh, Ranjawa Sepanjang Jalan yeah, yeah, or yeah. anything by Samad Ismail, yeah. Samad Said, and we have a lot of Osman Awang, yeah, right? Yeah. Now, isn't about 80%, 90% of films uh, really based on books? Mm. Mm. Then so, yeah, yeah. Because half a script is already there. So yep. that's the answer about that Malaysian element. Because the authors would already have done your job 
you know, yeah. all the script writer needs to do is just to translate it, translate screen. it, and yeah. bring up the Malaysian elements mm. in it. I mean, that, that's just my sort of a uh, twenty cents view. But uh, there we are. Yeah. Mm. You're listening today to um, our Medica special on Skip Intro where we're trying to take um, something of a look at our national film landscape to see where we are. Um, and coming up, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the role that the government could perhaps be playing in this. Um, we are speaking today with Kamil Othman, of course. Keep it here on Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. Stay tuned to this BFM Merdeka special presented by Masing. Bringing fresh meaning. BFM 89.9. This BFM Merdeka special is presented by Masing. Hello, you are listening to Skip Intro with Lynn Ian Bahe. Today, our special guest, Datuk Kamil Othman, former Deputy General of FINAS. If you have any thoughts um, on Malaysian films, uh, the ones you've enjoyed, any suggestions for how to... I don't know. Is, is improve the industry the right word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, if you have any thoughts in the industry at large, you can WhatsApp at 018-789-8899. And you can, of course, always uh, tweet us at SkipIntroMY and write us at movies at bfm.my. So uh, what you were saying earlier about like those local elements to the movies, I don't know. I was thinking I want to keep things positive and not rail on movies we didn't like. I, I, I do repeat myself a lot on the show. One thing I always end up saying a lot is, we get these movies that seem to be doing something like a crime drama and everything else, but they just don't seem to have that certain je ne sais quoi that will make it work everywhere. You know, the, the kind of feeling that we got when you watched, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction for the first time, mm-hmm. and it was like a or Reservoir Dogs, and it was a small movie you didn't know anything about. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think we develop that kind of s- skills, or what should the, the film industry be looking for the stories they should be telling? I mean, we have the talk about the Malaysiana as well, but what could help us get that more international? Well, I, I believe right now the mindset, um, well, some mindsets have already, you know, been tuned towards the fact that their audience may no longer be just the Malaysian cinema mm. audience. Mm. Yeah. So the streaming services are actually allowing a different kind of crowd to enjoy your movie. Yeah. Maybe before you were constrained by the fact that, ah, you know, Malaysian audiences would like this or like that. And sometimes they just speculate. But now, when you have a global audience, and we're talking about, what, uh, 4 billion people that are... At last count. Uh, yes, maybe. at last count, <laughs> on the, that are yeah. actually on the net. So th- that's your audience. And uh, b- with that, what should change is actually making a Malaysian story universal. I mm. mean, I know we have touched on that before. But what do we mean by Malaysian story becoming universal? No difference from a Korean drama right now is becoming universal. I mean, the language is still Korean, and mm-hmm. half of the people who watch them or who are obsessed with them don't mm. even know the Korean language. But they are going to Korean restaurants and all that. You say uh, that's the other connection, yeah. which uh, we can discuss about later <laughs> if you wish. Yeah. But um, from the creative angle, I think what's missing in Malaysia is actually most people start off making films or creating creative things, mm. creative outputs, whether it's you know a video or TV series or whatever, at a late age. Mm. Because you would discover like the great masters when you are 15, 16. Yeah. And this is where I think the role of television should also be there because let's face it, when was the last time Malaysians, you know, watch a Kurosawa film? Yeah. Mm. On TV here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not talking yeah. about the brand new, well, I mean, I'm talking about the classics. Yeah. What yeah. we have been, call, been calling the classic Asian cinema or yeah. Satyajit Ray. 
and mm. all the people, or even the works of our Hussein Hanif. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I do. It's, it's something I know, lament here sometimes right. as well. But coming from Ireland, there's an Irish film center yes. which will have screenings of things going on different times. They will do Correct. South Asian cinema. They will do an animation festival. But they're constantly bringing curated things up. stuff, That's curated right. stuff, yeah. and they're constantly right. bringing in 70 millimeter films mm. and all that kind of stuff. I think Correct. is that something that could that ever is work that here? Awareness, you know, that awareness creation part here, I think, yeah. is being misled. So that's what I meant when I said at the beginning, the icing are all. Okay, yeah, but the the cake base down there, itself, yeah, the yeah. Base. yeah, and not just we're not talking just about the cake, but the ingredients that are going into the cake. Mm. I know, I mean, I don't want to sound metaphorical. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be too late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Writing this analogy, late. but it's moving in that direction. So all it needs right now is for say a broadcasting station, or it doesn't matter who. Mm. Uh, we won't mention names here, but try and ask yourself. Uh, you know, you want to encourage a new breed of filmmakers here. Yeah? Let these filmmakers be exposed. Mm. Yeah. The potential, you know, yeah. be exposed at an early age. Yeah. That, hey, you know, it's not just Hollywood out there because Hollywood is still connected to just entertainment. Mm. Mm. And this is why I think even the politicians here sometimes, when we talk about the film industry, the minute when they make a reference to Bollywood, Hollywood, it's still an entertainment thing. Yeah. yeah. So they fail to see the cultural and relevance. economic yeah. relevance yeah. to it. Yeah. And yet, if you look at something like uh, what Kurosawa did, that was what, in the 1950s? Yeah. Malaysians need to know that Magnificent Seven and stuff like that were all, you know, all came from the Seven Samurai. Yeah. yeah. That Star Wars ripped off the Hidden Fortress. Someone who loves Bollywood must know that Bollywood is the escapism part of the film industry mm-hmm. there. But Satyajit Ray brings out the... Well, the, the social, social realism, realism yeah, 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 yeah. And is that uh, anything strange? Mm. Pierre Ramli, comedies, comedies, comedies. But when he met Juritan Batinko or Panarik Becha, yeah, wasn't that social realism? Social realism. Yeah. yeah. So he was actually trying to say, yeah, yeah you can laugh, mm. you know. And even when he was making comedies, there was always an underlying thing. There was always thing. an underlying thing as well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I believe. The broadcasting stations here should start thinking about, you know, a slot, one, two hours yeah. per week and start showing the Asian classics. Yeah. We must move away from the fact that it is about the Hollywood film industry. That's why there have been so many objections. Even when I was there at Finas, yeah. I was trying to put it not on a basis because I was up against uh, thinking that once Malaysia film industry to be like Hollywood yeah, and like uh, you know, like uh, Hollywood and all the entertainment. But part. you can't, you can't jump straight to that, right? No, yeah, Hollywood's no. Hollywood's level ten. That's right. We're at level maybe Correct. one and a half. Yes, so and that doesn't mean we are handicapped. It no, means that no. it just means we, we have to grow right. with it. Yeah, Correct. we have to grow to that, right? And, and also, uh, we can be you can be agile because you don't have as many entrenched structures you have to work around, right. ideally. Right. And I was thinking more at that time about the marketing and the distribution mm. side. Yeah. I mean, you could go to a film festival in Locarno or wherever. I mean, I'm always saying. How do we actually publicize Malaysian cinema? Mm. Mm. So this is why I said uh, we could hope to work with tourism because tourism has offices all over, yeah. all yeah. over the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then Mar Trade, international trade, yes. has offices all over the world. Yeah. So you see here, it's all a segmented thing. If it's film, film. Mm. If it's TV, you don't. TV. You stay in your lane, right? Yes, you don't it's all cross. about yeah. vertical. It's yeah, about all yeah. being in the same lane. And the fact that some are under different ministries yeah. doesn't help either. Yeah. You know, because yeah, that's yeah. like the territorial kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, whereas what I'm trying to say is that the territory is fine, but there are the horizontals and there are the verticals. Yeah. So that horizontal marketing applies for all. Yes. Mm. So when we say we are marketing Malaysian creative outputs, 
It doesn't matter whether it is the theater that's uh, you know the play that's right now at Istana Budaya. Yeah, it's a film that has just been made. Yeah, yeah. And distributors and everybody have to unite mm. because it's all about one voice. Yeah. Mm. Right now we are acting as if we are as matured as Hollywood, mm. and even at festivals or whatever, we all going on different mm. on different tangents. Yeah. Right, and there's always this thing about I'm doing it because you know those guys who are supposed to do it aren't doing it. Yeah, there's so. always this funny thing about how I remember a couple of years ago when Wu Ming Jin's uh, film I think it was opening here in KL, it was under the international screen because it was brought in by the by a Hong Kong distributor, mm-hmm. which was just weird for me because hmm. Wu Ming, uh, uh, sorry, not Wu Ming Jin, it was Ho Yu Hang. Mm-hmm. So you know, Yu Hang's Malaysian, his crew was Malaysian, shot it here, actor, actress was Malaysian. But distributed by international companies, so it's shown here under the banner of the international screen, which mm-hmm. just makes it weird. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, and is there something more that you know, governing bodies, even or just even Malaysians at large, like we can help with supporting this? How can we, the ticket buying public, help this? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, here I could plug in a little bit of what I wanted to do. Sure, before, yeah, which um, unfortunately couldn't be done. Um, if you remember in places like uh, the UK or even in the US or even in Australia, there are such a thing as the national film theatres. Yes. Yep. These are theatres that, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? The BFI uh, in the UK, is it? That's right. So the, they're, they're, they're not run for profit. Yeah. yeah. Well, well they, still, they still have to make money. There's still a money, yeah. money but, thing, yeah. Uh, but this is uh, like under the guise of education. The cities, yeah. right? They're all yeah. over the big cities. I mean, they're all at the big cities. And their intention is to bring what is known as the art, films, award winners, mm-hmm. films that generally wouldn't last four or five days uh, at the normal yeah. cinemas, yeah. which is exactly what we are facing here. Yeah. Yeah. A majority of our films here, uh, I mean, you only hear the success stories, but you don't hear about the other films that only mm. lasted for about three days and four days mm. yeah. before mm. they get booted out. Well, we see that now, the social media, the campaigns out there to say, like, you know, if you need, want to see this movie in the theatre for more than two weeks, you need to go now, exactly. because right. otherwise yes. people Correct. will not get yeah. to see yes. it. Which is something that we can overcome by yeah. just having this national or repertory cinema, yeah. mm. which, amongst other things, can take that film that has just ended their three days or four days thin into. Mm. Well, then we can also have seasons. Mm. You know, again, coming back to that awareness creation part. Okay, one week of uh, not so much Piramli because he's well known. Mm. Hussein Hanif. Yeah. Films yeah. by Hussein Hanif yeah. for one whole week. Yeah. And mm. bring in the uh, critics, the. Mm. Professionals, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like you guys, to come Oop. and introduce well, the movie. <laughs> I think we better find someone else. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, even once, I remember yeah. in the early days uh, of, uh, well, I suppose I could mention, okay, it's a private TV station. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were actually talking at that time to see whether we could introduce something like, uh, what was that thing that the BBC used to do? Uh, film. Film 98 or film. Yes. Where whatever year it was, the someone, Barry Norman show. Yeah, someone would introduce before the film starts. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, someone would be there to introduce the film for the audience and set it up for the audience yes. yeah so they say the film you're about to see you know a touch of zen was one of the earliest uh, you know films by sui hak or something yeah and then we who were sitting down there were actually saying wow i mean we've got to stay on now we've got to pay attention <laughs> yeah, yeah, pay yeah, attention. yeah and it's not just a matter of just screening it you could play a wim bender's film yeah and before that say you know this film you know paris taxes you know yeah, to introduce yeah. that kind of film yeah, yeah. And that will create the audience, and especially today, because with on the go and all that, everyone yeah. can you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. have access to all this. Yeah. Now, the more people who watch this, can you imagine potential filmmakers who are right now thinking of becoming lawyers and all that? You never know what 
might set them on yeah, the path. Like, what could happen by the time they are 13 or they are 14? Because yeah. we don't need more lawyers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need better filmmakers. No, actually, um, talking about the industry, we do need a lot more. We need entertainment lawyers. Entertainment I think, lawyers. Yeah, I think the there's a... Come up with good contracts, yeah, you know. There's a, there's a problem with the general support. Of that's right. right so the, yes. the contracting, the the proper union managers, right. the union, the, exactly. the task managers right. and all that. Yeah. Lovely. So, so to the 13 or 14 year olds listening to us, you have your avenue <laughs> set out. You yeah, can be a filmmaker, right. you could be yeah. an entertainment lawyer. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Right now, most kids, when they tell their parents they want to become a filmmakers, their parents will probably take out their string of garlic and say, <laughs> protect me. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, this industry is not just about producing directors or producers. Mm. Yeah. It's about producing a production designer. Yeah. The industry able, around it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A lawyer. Yeah. Who now knows what intellectual property is all about. Yeah. You know, who could actually contribute. An accountant yeah. who is right now a payroll accountant. Stay back at the end of every movie now. Yeah. You would see a finance department. Parasites had that whole finance. Yeah. Massive department. Because more yeah. and more films today are being funded by more than one party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you need a central. So accountancy, HR, legal, everything. HR are all Agents. part and parcel yeah, of this yeah, industry. Yeah. Mm. It's just that when it's connected too much with just the entertainment part, everybody is treating it like uh, when they're having ice cream. <laughs> you know, it's nice when it's in your mouth and then after that you throw away the stick. Yeah. yeah. Whereas what we are saying is that this is more than that. That's why I keep Someone's on Someone's got to make the stick. Yeah. So yeah. that's why. Yeah. Absolutely right. An entire so that's system. why we have always been championing this, or rather myself and a few other people, as an economic yeah. area. It is not an entertainment per se. Mm. Every film creates jobs. If yeah. you watch something like Avengers uh, The End Games, yeah. if you watch until the end, Shot in Atlanta, it's Georgia. like a whole, what, yeah. thousand? Yeah, more. Two thousand mm. people are involved. Yeah. So it's no joke. Yeah. And what about the, and that's the direct. Now, what about the indirect yeah. uh, employment? Mm. The caterers, yeah. the lawyers again, the insurance people. The hotels they stay at. Right. Yeah. So, all the drivers, all uh, the, all the right. technical so, please, so when someone tells me that, oh, it is not uh, as uh, viable as an economic sector. I mean, I say, just watch The Revenant or just watch any of the mm-hmm. Marvel films. Mm. Or even watch Parasite for that matter and yeah. you'll see it towards the end. Yeah. Or see The Wandering Earth. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. In the beginning, Great you would example. see even before the film starts, you would see how many co-producers there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no one party funds these things anymore, and the more co-investment, it also means markets. Yeah, mm. you are no longer making just for Malaysia, but you're making it with you know you can. Yeah. you got regional partners. That's right, regional yeah. partners, and your films will go beyond. Right now, we can be happy about our 42 million ringgit, mm. but we are talking about 42 million pounds yeah. or 42 million US dollars. Yeah. That is where we should be heading. Mm. We are unfortunately running out of time. <laughs> um, so before we end though, I mean, since we have you, Kamil, are there any movies off the top of your head that you'd like to recommend? You know, for people who perhaps lack exposure to the Malaysian cinema scene, to the Malaysian film scene, what are the things that you are going to say, look, you know, if you think you're unimpressed, try these out, watch these? Okay, I mean, all in you, right? Sure. So, okay. So, for that spirit of what it's like to be Malaysia mm-hmm. and all that, uh, of course, Ola Bola mm-hmm. is a good film. And uh, there's one coming right now, Satu. Ketika. Satu Ketika. Satu Ketika, yeah. yeah that's uh, the new film that's coming out soon. Because, again, it's about football. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. really, I mean, football is just a metaphor. <laughs> it's the metaphor for life. <laughs> then, uh, if you want to go into nationalism and how 
what we see today is actually the result of people who have sacrificed their lives and all that. There's Bukit Kapong. Hmm. I know there's a remastered copy. Is there a remastered yeah, copy? Yeah, a remastered copy, yes. Oof. I think uh, it was screened some years back. But Oof. I mean, I'm talking about not screenings on television, but I'm talking about cinema. Yeah. Cinema. Yeah. yeah and then, yeah. of course, uh, when it comes to Piramli, I mean, you could uh, watch, uh, I mean, there's always... Take your pick. Yeah, take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, in, in a way, uh, I do know that uh, Piramli is about the only one where even uh, the green man on Mars would probably be able to enjoy as well. <laughs> so if anyone yeah. say, give me an example of a universal Asian yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, because right now you'll find Chinese, Indians, Malays, uh, you know, even Sabah, Sarawak. Mm-hmm. I mean, Piramli is like a it's, thing, yeah. right? And um, then uh, for some of the newer ones, I would say for the purposes of uh, unity, and all that, you would also have this uh, film made by Rahim Razali, Dato' oh. Rahim Razali. Don't know that one. Yeah, he went into... Oh. This some of the older classics. Mm. I can't remember. Yes, I and of course, Yasmin Ahmad. Mm-hmm. Yasmin Ahmad's Yasmin films. Ahmad. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and Yasmin Ahmad, I can tell you, they had a tribute to her in Tokyo. Yes, yeah, yeah recently. Is she recently. Japanese? <laughs> what happened to me? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. So that kind of thing. Yeah. So finally, at the end of the day, if you feel that I could say something that is a bit out of the box. It's like this. Malaysian cinema should stop, you know, making films in terms of ethnic lines. Mm. Mm. Make something that everybody could go mm. and watch. Yeah. And I've always mentioned, what could be examples of this? Is there such a thing as a tsunami hitting the Kuala Lumpur? <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous is yeah. that? Mm. But doesn't matter. Or doesn't maybe a meteorite, yeah. a comet, you know. Uh, everybody, you know, everyone from each ethnic group yeah. Uh, group will be the victim yeah. and as well as the heroes because at the end of the day Malaysians simply like we actually love yeah. the diversity that is Malaysia this is where you could go to a mama store and you could find everything yeah. you could go to uh, what Baba Nyonya yeah. Yeah. Asam Pedas everything from small you had to learn the chopsticks because when your Chinese friends were having a meal with you they were getting at the food faster than you <laughs> so I had no choice so you know you learn it. Yeah. and yeah. all that and uh, it's that diversity so the films must go for that sort of thing yeah. it's like an enjoyment I mean and stop thinking that you're making a film start thinking that uh, as though you're making something that is for everyone to enjoy yeah. I don't know maybe well I haven't made a film yet I mean <laughs> birthday parties but uh, yeah. Maybe uh, we should. Yeah. Great advice. Excellent. And on that note, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. And if you would like to share your ideas about where meteorites could hit, um, you know, or potential <laughs> other calamities that might make yes. for great movies, you can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. You can tweet us at skipintromy. You can always write us at movies at bfm.my. And um, happy Madika, everybody. You've been listening to Skip Intro, BFM 89.9. BFM's Merdeka Special is presented by Massing. Reinvent spaces, enhance life.